Terry, you want to refer back to an item on last week's show. Yeah, I was listening last week and now you were mentioning about the nesting birds, early nesting birds. You mentioned about mm. ravens and, and members of, of the crow family. Well, I, I don't know if it's common or have you come across it a lot in Boardwatch Ireland, but I've seen our blackbirds and they are nesting in the garden at the moment. And she seems to have disappeared quite a lot. The two of them feed in the garden, they feed on apples. But in the last week or so, it's mostly him. And I have a funny feeling because I've been watching her and I think they're nesting. Is it a little bit early? It's certainly on the early side, yes. Um, blackbirds and also robins, they will try to nest sometimes earlier in the year, so January, February into March. Those early nesting attempts, they very often fail, unfortunately. The mm. likelihood of success is much lower than if they nest in April or May or into June when the weather is better, the days are longer, so there's more opportunity to find food. You do find in suburban and urban gardens and also in, in areas where there's rich farmland and so on, some of these birds will nest and they may be able to thrive, especially if people are putting food out in the gardens. I know you are, Terry. Mm. So they have their apples, they have their seed. So at least it is a source of food for the parents. However, when you get into February and into March, they're often the coldest months of the year. You get a drop. Yeah. And those chicks, they're not able to regulate their own body temperatures for the first couple of weeks of life. And then if you get a cold spell at night, there's nothing those parents can do to keep them alive. So it's a bit of a risk. The parents invest quite a bit in trying to raise those chicks. Um, most often it doesn't pay off. But if it does pay off, then they may get two or three broods later in the year as well. Do you, remember, do you remember the blackbird down in Limerick that nested in the, the Christmas, Christmas tree? tree yeah. And the huge, they had a huge big Christmas tree and they wanted to take it down on Nullock Devon whenever Christmas was over and there was a pair of blackbirds nesting in it and it had to stay up until the end of January and they, they raised their chicks because we, we all kept an eye on it and we had it on we featured it must be 10 years ago now I don't know how long it was but that actually did work and they did it and it was right in the middle of the city and there was lights on the tree and I'm sure that kept the blackbirds warm and everything but it was gas they opted to, to seize the opportunity and that was they had the nest built by the 6th of January that, that's it you see what you have with the Christmas tree so it's a conifer so it's evergreen so it's attracting some sort of insects but more importantly it has shelter from the rain uh, and then those lights they do provide that heat and the lights on outdoor Christmas trees can actually make a big difference for birds I've been several times within Dublin City with different Christmas trees over the year you'll see pied wagtails roosting in their hundreds all along the lights in the Christmas trees too and it's because of the warmth that's absolutely mm. it Well that was O'Connell Street was famous for that wasn't it going back 20-30 years ago with the, the willy wagtails as we used to call them but going back to the blackbirds I, I wondered would it be a case that it might be younger birds birds, inexperienced birds that might be nesting earlier in the season and they're going to get, you know, whacked with this with the cold weather that comes afterwards. It could be, yes. So they're maybe slightly naive. They haven't learned the tricks of the trade yet. Mm. And blackbirds, they have maybe four or five years to get this right. So a bird like a robin maybe live for two or three years. A bird like a wren, if it makes it to the age of two, it's doing well. Mm. The blackbird has a little bit more room for error. They can make these mistakes earlier on uh, and it sometimes it pays off. If we, have, if we have a mild late winter, early spring, those birds could do really well. But if we get very stormy or very cold conditions then the rug is pulled out from underneath them and those chicks or eggs may not survive. Yes, yeah, see I, I wouldn't be sure if these blackboards are the blackboards that were there last year. I have a pair of blackboards in the garden every single year for the last 30 odd years but of course they're not the same pair. So they're being replaced but I can't actually see when they're being replaced. So the pair that I'm looking at now, although they are adults, I don't know if they were the same adults that bred in the garden last year. But maybe one has taken a new spouse. Maybe it's yeah. the same male and a new missus mm. or vice versa. Or does that happen? It does happen, yes. They're, yeah. they're by no means monogamous. They don't mate for life. Very few of our birds do. Um, swans famously do. But birds like blackbirds don't. They get a new partner um, each year. Mm. Um, it could be the same partner by coincidence, but they're very happy to pair up with a different one. And sometimes even during the season, if one of the pair disappears or isn't 
producing very well or performing very well, they may the may other one runs off. One, yeah. yeah, so you could get that. So that yeah. even even though the two of them live and don't die, they wouldn't necessarily have new partners. And it's very hard year. to tell the individuals apart. The mm. males they have essentially a white feather or they have exactly, a or they've been ringed or by an ornithologist. Yeah, yeah. The males look pretty much identical. So they're 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 black black feathers with a sort of lovely orangey yellow beak and ring around the eye. Mm. The females can be a bit more distinctive. The females actually vary more in plumage than the males do. You'll see different patterns of streaking on the chest and on the throat because they're rather than being black they're very dark brown but it's not uniform you will see changes in the pattern of the throat some might have paler throats some might have darker throats a bit more grey in the plumage so the females are more variable so with with persistence and with with patience and good observation skills a good pair of binoculars you may be able to tell the difference between different females in your garden Richard Richard probably knows the difference Richard have you any blackbirds in your garden and can you tell whether they're the same ones as last year or not? Well only by putting rings on them I could tell that uh, from time to time that this one had a ring and was probably the one that we had there last year. Something about multiple clutches. It is, uh, there is a, things that lay several clutches in the summer. There is a central clutch that there are most likely to succeed in bringing young from. Uh, but then there is a kind of risky clutch, early clutches, a kind of, they probably, they know, that, well, they don't know in our sense, but they know that they will probably not succeed. But it's worth a shot. If they might get a bird, a fledgling or two away from it successfully, it might survive. Or a very late clutch, the same. It's uh, it's a speculative venture on their part. So would the they have se- two clutches? Would they have three clutches? I mean, if things oh, were really we, going well, would oh, yes. blackbirds have three clutches or is two the limit? Well, two is the norm, but you may get a third. Some birds, lay, uh, skylarks, for instance, can lay up to four clutches. So it's, um, it's a question of risk. Okay, the central one is the one you really have to concentrate on. You will probably get a chick or two. Remember, a year on there will only be two of all the chicks alive. One for the male parent and the other for the female parent. So it's a, it's a cutthroat business, but you might just score by having an early clutch. It's worth the chance. Yeah, because if you get two away at all in the whole year, you've replaced yourself and that's mm. what anything does. One thing I was interested to know, and Niall, you might be able to help me, or Richard, is these pair that are in the back garden, they appear to me to be a pair and they appear to me to be faithful to each other. They come together, they feed together. I've watched as a starling, I've actually videoed it, a starling came into the garden to feed on one of the apples that I put out uh, and one of the blackbirds immediately shot down and got rid of the starling. So really, what I want to know is, are they faithful or do they remain faithful to each other throughout the winter? Well, if they're nesting as they are in your garden, then that pair bond has been formed. So they are defending their the, each other, they're defending the, the eggs or chicks. And the but does that pair bond, does that go back to the previous summer, to the no. previous year? No, it doesn't, no. So the fact is now that they have they've obviously mated if they're nesting now, so that bond has been, strength, been formed now and be around for at least a few weeks. But if they weren't nesting at this time of year, no, that bond wouldn't be there. What happens is that like most of our birds, the pair mate during the summer, they might raise their chicks then they go their separate ways. Blackbirds, in common with other members of the thrush family, because the blackbird is our most common thrush, they'll often form loose flocks with others, other blackbirds, other types of thrush during the winter, moving wherever the food happens to be. So the blackbirds you see in your garden in the winter, they may not necessarily be the same ones that nested there during the mm. summer. But then once that pair bond has been formed, yes, they will be more or less faithful to each other. And they would see that starling that, that, that was chased away, that would be seen as a potential threat. It's, com- it's competing. It's going to take food from those chicks, makes their survival less yes, likely. Yes, their, mm. their food, yeah, but yeah. 
I was always telling people, oh, you only ever get one robin in your garden in the winter. But last week when it was really cold and I've only a teensy weensy garden, I got mistletoe bushes, I got blackbirds and I got two robins at the same time. And one didn't run the other away. Was that just because they were so hard up? that they had the energy to chase each other or have they formed a pair bond? Should I watch out for the patter of tiny little little, little feathers and feet? I'd suspect the latter, Aina, because... You when think the, they might be mating, yeah. They could be, because yeah. robins will nest early. Sometimes we've even had records of them nesting on Christmas wreaths on doors in December. It's the most Christmassy scene you could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the, the fact that they were tolerating each other, that suggests to me that they may well have formed a pair bond because actually when the weather gets harsh and food is scarce, that's when the robins get most aggressive. Oh, so they're um, even nastier to each other. Exactly, then, because yeah. it's life and death. And robins, unlike the vast majority of other birds, they keep a territory year round. So even in the depths of winter, they don't want any other robins coming into their patch. So the fact that they're tolerating each other would suggest to me that there's a good chance that they're, if, if they haven't made it already, they're in the process of getting together and doing it. But, but those territories that they maintain, they're often side by side. So there might be one robin in my garden and there may be another robin next door. Mm-hmm. And the, bo- uh, the hedge is the boundary between the, the two. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, traditionally, isn't it said that the robin chooses its mate on St. Valentine's Day and that it's the female that chooses the male. Oh, it's always the female that chooses the male. That's not just <laughs> Robin's territory and Valentine's Day. But I mean, with the t- change in climate and temperature and everything yeah. else, I mean, your blackbirds obviously have chosen each mm. other. I know they're not Robins, but they're in the same group, you know, and yeah. maybe they... I thought it was all the birds that did it on Valentine's Day and not just the Robins, but there you go. One <laughs> of my favourite to see in the, in the winter or any time of the year is a lovely bird called the bullfinch because they are monogamous and the male and female are inseparable, even in the depths of winter. So they're two that you will see together and the the bullfinch is an interesting bird because it's I suppose it could perhaps be mistaken for by, for a robin from a distance because they have this lovely pinkish yeah. chest but it's robin got that black, black head black head yeah. yeah absolutely and this white patch on the, on the lower back so maybe it, uh, you had a fleeting glimpse of one you might think it was a robin but actually when you get a good view they look quite different and, I'm uh, sure Richard doesn't believe in Valentine's Day and robins <laughs> getting it off with each other then do you Richard? Well now uh, the, the other monogamous species is of course the stone chat and you see the stone chats together in winter and in summer